Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. So Ben is back. Nobody really surprised there. They had a little bit of a public standoff, but they did say a couple of weeks ago that Ben would return. He's going to take a little bit of a haircut as expected. Now the question remains, what happens next? So Goff and Stafford swapped. Wentz and Indy, Big Ben back to Pittsburgh. Likely, it probably appears, for maybe his last hurrah. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Speaking of back, we want to see Ben back. If you're a Steeler fan, you got him back. Someone else is back. Eddie Murphy coming to America. I mean, he's had so many iconic, iconic roles. Please be Hills good Cop coming to, to America, too. We'll Please see. be good. Please tell me you don't Please. like Golden Child. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the knife, please. From SNL to everything that he's done. Um, but he is back today. And that sequel, by the way, it's been a, it's, it's Boomer Rotate. It's your boy Boomer Rotate. Back, 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 back. 1988. Wow. Coming to America. Hit a Man, theater near 88? you. 88. Now nobody's going to a theater near you, but that's a different story for a different time. It is out today and streaming. So we're asking you. It's a Friday. We'll keep it loose. Coming to America is back today. Coming to America 2, the sequel. All right. So we're asking you, take a movie sequel, Coming to America, adding to it now with part two. Take a movie sequel that currently exists that you don't like and trade it for a movie you want to see a sequel of. So essentially, Hangover Part 3 is too much. They jumped the shark on it. I'm going to take over Hangover Part 3. I'm going to toss that. And there's a movie out there that hasn't had a sequel. Avatar 2. I'm going to do it. So Avatar Avatar 2. I'm into sci-fi. I want to see Avatar 2. So take one that's a little too much. He's not into sci-fi. Put another one in. Because it's not real. Star Trek, Star Wars. I don't want to watch ID Network. That's too real. It's too real. No. And so I would get rid of. Yep. Get rid of one and add one. Okay. No, I know. I'm just trying to think what really I would good. get rid of. Movies I, that need sequels. You said a hangover? Yeah. It just takes one that's had a part two or a part yeah, three. Yeah, I'm getting rid of. Yank I'm, it. Getting, I'm getting rid of a hangover. I'm getting rid of many scary movies. Okay. I, I'm good at. Friday I stop the 13th at, part whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm stopping Friday the 13th. Street. I'm going to stop. So scary movie, I'm good with one and two, three. I'm done with. And then I want to see Coming to America 2, which is actually coming out today. Correct. I understand it's coming out today. But that prior to it coming out, I would do that. So let me get this right. You're okay. Do you want to get rid of the Friday the 13th movie? So when people get chopped up in fictional movies, you're good. See, that's... In real life, though, you look. He's a walking hypocrite. Walking hypocrite. (laughs) No, stop, man. Friday the 13th, you know, one, two, three, maybe four, when he was still young... Jason. I'm okay with Jason. Jason. Yeah, yeah. But as he gotten, you know, older and went, no. Because he's not going to catch me. It's unrealistic, Jay. He ain't catching me <laughs> walking, taking little bitty steps, and I'm running. See, I got one leg. I'm not he going... don't catch me. He don't catch me. Well, I can't. your fault. I know, you will help me out. I need some help. Yeah, Somebody not, give me some crutches. I'm not running and falling down. <laughs> and then another one that I would that uh, I would like to see a sequel of is Get Out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frequent, recent. Yeah. Like Stop looking at me that way. I would like if y'all could see, see the way Key looked at me and saying get and out I would with the trade bloody a shot sequel, eyes. I would trade a sequel of Get Out <laughs> for. This is tough. Uh, no, it's not tough. I'm just trying to think. Um, Kill Bill? No, nah, because they had Kill Bill too, right? They have Kill Bill too? Yeah. For, yeah, um, what's the name of the movie, man? With Chris Rock, them the comedy. Rush, Rush Hour? Hour? 
No, not Rush Hour. Chris, 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 Chris Rock. Tucker. Oh, that's Chris, Chris Tucker Rock. with Jackie Chan. Uh, uh, Trading movie. Places? No, that's The movie with the, uh, they're swimming and doing the whole deal. Grown Ups? Grown Ups, Grown Ups. Too. I oh, don't need to see it. Yeah, Grown Ups too. They can keep okay. that. You see, I, I would, grown Ups I, I, was straight. I would say Grown Ups too, like for like Inside Man. I would like to see Inside Man too. Denzel. You've never seen Inside Man, have yeah, you? Yeah, I saw Inside you Man. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. You're not about it though. It was cool. See, that's, that's, those are my kind of movies. I like the plotting, the scheming. I mean, it was cool. Chess moves. It was cool. Okay. Robbing a bank and sitting inside. I mean, come on. I mean, but it was the way they did it, though. I get it. What else is we got out there, Zubin? Well, here's what some of our fellas and ladies are saying. So, once again, question. Take a movie sequel that's terrible. Let's trade it out. Go to IMDb. Inception 2. Can I see Inception 2? Yes. Is that good I'm still trying to get through Inception 1. It's so confusing. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Right? So, we're taking a movie sequel that's out there. Yank it, scrub it off IMDb, and then put one in there that's yet to have a sequel that really needs it. Glenn, Die Hard 5 is in. The Accountant Part 2 Ooh. is out. Okay. Die Hard 5? The Accountant 2. I think I said that backwards, Ed. Did I say that backwards? Wait. I think I might have. Does that mean he, he wants her to be... He wants Die Hard out. Yeah, and he wants her to be an Accountant 2. Accountant 2 in. Accountant was a good movie. I like Accountant. There I can rock go. with that. Die Hard out, Accountant Part 2. Die Hard 5, I don't think I ever seen, so... <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know there was I don't five, think I even got I to know. 5. Are there, there are 5 <laughs> Die yeah, Hards? It's only so many times I can see a guy die in the building. Die Hard 5, I got to look. John, John McClane didn't die hard. There is a Die Hard 5. Oh, my God. Didn't die hard enough, apparently. Okay, so Talking New York... Talking New York on Twitter. Cannonball Run 2 out. E.T. Phone Home Part 2 in. Ooh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mess with E.T. 2. See, you don't like I, the sci-fi No, stuff. E.T. was cool. E.T. was cool. I tried to get my kids to watch it recently. They looked at me and laughed. So, <laughs> the, the, but the footage, I, I'm sure, was grainy. I mean, that's... It wasn't... I mean, it's not grainy, but it, was, it wasn't, you know... Yeah, wasn't I'm sure like there's it a was. remade version. Yeah, but somewhere. it wasn't... They just didn't like it. They wasn't. They didn't feel Drew Barrymore, and, and they just wasn't feeling it like that. A couple more, and then we'll get to some calls. Let's go a Drew little Barrymore. golf here. Adam Snod seven one seven trade Caddyshack two for Maximum Overdrive two. I don't know Maximum. I don't know. Overdrive. I've never heard of Maximum yeah, Overdrive. No, I don't know that one. How about these two? I know you'll know these two when okay. you swap out. See, I'm I'm a little tough on this one because I think this series has been pretty good. But hey, this is what walk her. That's your opinion. Dark Knight series traded in to create a Happy Gilmore 2. Can't no, do it. No. Can't do even, it. Not, nope. not even. That's not, not Dark even. Knight. Yeah. Not Dark Knight. You got to come up with some more movies to trade that. Bane, those characters, I got to have it. You I need mention, it in my life. You did mention Denzel. Let's go to the oh, uh, phone line. So Darkness funny. is your ally. Nicholas hmm. is in Mississippi. You're on ESPN Radio. All right, Nicholas. Bag a sequel. And then give me one that needs one. I feel like this. I trade the sequel of any movie for a sequel of uh, Training Day Part Two. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. The problem, though, I'm surgical with this baby. The problem is you can't have a sequel, right? Because Denzel was Denzel. Yeah, but Ethan Hawke was in there. I mean, he was a guy that he he could. Take on a different role. You could also I mean, bring I guess back. You, you could, could bring back together. Denzel Washington's son, David. You know what I mean? mean? You can do. Yeah. You can do different you can things. Do different you can D. do different things off that. Yeah, I like that. How about I'm Carl? King Kong? Oh, I can't say it. <laughs> we did reference Jason this morning. I don't know if Carl's a hockey what? fan. So that big funny, mask. Man. Carl in New York. You're on ESPN Radio. Sequel out. Something fresh in. 
Or not. Hey, Carl. <laughs> Carl, are you there? So Carl Did Jason said, get you, Carl? Yes. <laughs> the Rangers have always had goaltending problems since Lundquist left, so the, uh, the mask on Jason. Okay, so Carl in New York. He was, he's saying Friday the 13th out, the umpteenth sequel, and then the program two hmm. in. Good suggestion, The program Carl. was so long ago, though, so I got to see it again to even remember exactly what it was. I know it was football. I know it was – what was the character's name? I know they was, like, doing steroids in the movie or something like that, right? Yeah. When well, was it? When was the program? And I might have been, like, in elementary. A long, long, Was it a long? long it was a long, long time, time ago. ago. Here's the other thing. Just tell me the irony of this. Once again, we'll continue to take your questions throughout uh, – or your answers, excuse me, to this question throughout the morning. Coming to America 2, out today, Amazon Prime. And it's the remake of the – or the next version of the great I'm 1988 Kate, movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we want you to take a sequel out and then put one – I can't in. wait to get a bad to sequel watch it. that shouldn't have been made, and then add a sequel that is dying to be out there. Go ahead. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I want it out. I want any given Sunday too. There you go. Because Key was on the set of that one. You told like, us that it. last night. Yeah, I, I want any given Sunday too. Yeah. No. See, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was real to a degree. See, I stop. See? I can't. I can't. You it, do it know that. that it was based on a true I, story. Under, I don't want to Z- watch. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Ain't no way in the world, man. As soon as I would have pulled up tonight, I would have been like, what y'all got me out here for, man? And why in all these movies when somebody falls down do they run away? I'm going to stand over you and keep beating you up to make sure that you stay down. I don't no, understand getting, that. First of all, I'm not even going. Well, you, you hit and then you run. Nah, just keep going. Well, I'm so taking you out. We usually die in the movies early, so <laughs> it's just what it is. Huh? Okay. You ever known this? No, I haven't realized that. We're usually the first ones to go. Yeah, okay. the blacks are usually the first ones, the first ones to go. Is that right? Typically. Yes. Technically, okay. yeah. So I We've th- survived th- a few, th- but for the most part, <laughs> within the first 30 minutes, we check out. Last thing I would say on this, the fourth installment. Zoom be like, uh, uh, no. you're not getting me wrapped up in this. So if I show up 15 minutes late, I'm going to miss it. Got to get to the movie on time. Last thing I would say from Crafty Bob. We talked about Friday the 13th. What? He said it. (laughs) Friday the 13th, fourth installment was called Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Should be over. The fifth installment, Friday the 13th, a new beginning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, they making money, though. People, people. Yeah, run it back. Running it back. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken <laughs> River Deck. Stop. At Pier Seven. And that's my name. I hate it. Stop. Still to come, one team <laughs> is desperate for a quarterback. <laughs> but is the latest quarterback going to this team an upgrade? Stop. You're going to move him. <laughs> you better get something better. So Who are we annoying. talking about? That's next. Keyshawn J. Will, Zubin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. What's so this year, it's like, no, it's Trevor Lawrence and then everybody else. Mac Jones is really the one that's most interesting to me right now. The Jets and Zach Wilson is a marriage that I think makes all sorts of sense beginning in 2021. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. out of my mind hey hey this is when you used to get a sweat when you were dancing key uh. no okay hopefully Nobody no wants to join me i would you never did the running man zubin i could see you doing a running man back in the day come on man this is 90s that girl is i used to go to the club they had a club at the palladium in hollywood i would go to that so monday did. night monday it was mental monday was what it was called mental monday yeah you're supposed to be in I'll school. I'll be afraid the to find day. what's in the club on mental. No, Monday. but it was it was it was it was a. I believe it was a. At the time we were in high school, so it was a 16 and up club, like a real club club, like the 16 norm- and yes, up. Absolutely, 100. percent How old were you? I was high school, so okay, I was like 17, okay, 18. Okay, okay. Oh, that's, and right. then then they switched it once we got to college. I mean, you still people still yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. It See, was college. This people. is how Key was prepared for stardom. He going to clubs at sixteen in LA. See, that's what it was. It's a different game. Man. It was Bev, Biv, Devoe, and that was the, the audience in the crowd. Right. You didn't know that? No, not in L- well. I mean, I wasn't out in LA a lot no, in the I early nineties. You know, I was you Jersey. Didn't know that they York. had that popping like that. They had it popping. It was. Woo. Uh. New York was a little bit different, man. You had to sneak out. Just different experience in the city. Mental Monday sounds like something Pete Carroll would have. Turnover Thursday. <laughs> Mental Monday. He's just ahead of his time. We got a real DJ in here on our show. We got a real DJ. I don't know about other shows. We got a real DJ. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. The draft, obviously, April 29th, May 1, ESPN, ESPN Radio. That's an opportunity for you to find your quarterback or use draft capital to acquire a quarterback. But there's so much work to be done prior to that as well. And that's where we want to start with Matt Miller this morning. He's an ESPN NFL draft contributor. And you can check out Matt's latest mock draft on the draftscout.com. And he joins us this morning on the Goodyear hotline. So, Matt, we're asking this morning, I know we're going to talk deep draft here. That's your level of expertise. But we're asking this morning, this quarterback logjam is sort of tight right now. We were expecting all these guys to be flying off the shelves. Goff and Stafford has. Big Ben is back. Wentz to Indy. But I think a lot of people expected the floodgates to open. They haven't. Who's the one quarterback right now that if he were to be moved could really unfurl this and then all the dominoes start falling? Yeah, good morning, guys. I think it starts with Deshaun Watson, really. I think a lot of teams are going to sit and wait because Deshaun is 25 years old. He's one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the NFL. So no disrespect to Russell Wilson, who's a very good player, but he's 32 years old. So seven years older. His contract situation's a little stickier. So I think Deshaun is still the domino that we're waiting to fall. And with Russ, it's a little different because I know he said, oh, I'm not trying to be traded, but I have a list of four teams that I would go to. 
he's he's already named his teams with Deshaun Watson. We haven't seen that. So teams like the New York Jets still have some hope that Deshaun Watson could be available. The Miami Dolphins still have some hope. The Carolina Panthers still have some hope that maybe the Houston Texans come to their senses and will actually trade Deshaun. So I think that's why we're seeing this market really slow down after, you know, Stafford, Goff, and Wentz get dealt. Everybody's okay, let's go. Sam Darnold's going to get traded. Teddy Bridgewater's going to get traded. And that has all stopped because we are waiting to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. Matt, this is your season right here. Mock draft season, the off season. Todd McShay's latest mock draft is out right now. What did you make of where he has guys at? You know, I was shocked. Uh, I got a, an early look at this, and I think the biggest takeaway key is that four quarterbacks uh, in the top four picks. That is unprecedented. We have never seen anything like that happen before. It would be historic, and it, it goes to the point of supply and demand. You know, we just talked about the quarterbacks being traded. Those teams that can't trade, if the Jets can't somehow coerce Deshaun Watson to waive that no-trade clause, they have to draft a quarterback at two. The Miami Dolphins sitting at pick three, we've seen before. They won 10 games last year. They don't have to use the number three pick. They could trade out, let a team like Carolina come up, and then at four, the Atlanta Falcons have a 35-year-old Matt Ryan. So they're in a good situation where they can either try to build around Matt or they can trade out of that spot. So I think the quarterback's going one, two, three, four. Uh, they're deserving this year. Four very good quarterbacks at the top of this class. But I do think that would be – it'd be wild. It'd be a great draft night if that's what happens April 29th. Both you and Todd and your mock drafts have the Carolina Panthers jumping way up to go get Justin Fields. In all honesty, right now, is Justin Fields that much better than Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, I think so. I do. I think that the key is that Justin is a much bigger player, much better athlete, much stronger arm. So when you look at quarterback position, what do we usually start with? All right, how big is he? All right, 6'3", 225. How strong is his arm? He can make throws to every level. Ohio State loved to roll this guy out and have him throw opposite field. And then what can he do athletically as a runner? Go back to his freshman tape at Georgia. Watch where they were just putting him on the field to run. He wasn't really being asked to throw. So I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I've said before on here, I think he is a more athletic Dak Prescott. So the arm strength, being able to open things up, see the total field. I love Teddy. But Teddy's a check down Charlie for sure. And you're not getting that from Justin Fields. He's able to hit every area of the field. And, I mean, let's remember who Carolina's offensive coordinator is, guys. It's Joe Brady, who took Joe Burrow from Ohio State and said, no, 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 we're opening things up. We're going to go fast-paced. We're going to attack the entire field. He made Joe Burrow one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever with really one season of play. So I think Burrow, excuse me, Joe Brady working with Justin Fields, that's a marriage. That's a perfect marriage. You certainly have been in the scouting department with that reference to Chuck Town, Charlie. <laughs> Matt, let, let's talk You've about. You've heard that before. Let's talk oh, about yes. Kyle Pitts, man. Um, you know, there's a chance for him to be the highest tight end drafted in the draft in the history of the draft. I saw Mel, I think, had him going fourth to the Jets. Todd had him going sixth in his latest mock draft. You have him going fourth to the Falcons. Are we starting to see this trend become a current thing? You know, I think, Jay, the difference is Kyle Pitts is not just a tight end. So folks see, like, tight end at four, what are we talking about? This is not Vernon Davis coming out of Maryland. This is six foot six, 240, 245 pounds, who's probably going to run in the 4-4 range at his Florida Pro Day. So it's just, it's a different dynamic. And we're seeing positionless football be played right now, where you look at Kyle Pitts, it's like, we can line you up at wide receiver, slot wide receiver. We can put you in the backfield as an H-back. We can line you up as an inline tight end. So the game is changing where... You take a player like Kyle Pitts, and you just make him a mismatch problem. That's why I had him going to Atlanta. I know Mel and Todd are super high on him as well, as we might have to talk about him as the best non-quarterback 
in this draft class because of what he did at Florida, the catch radius, the yards after catch, even when you knew the ball was going to him, even when you knew where Kyle Trask was throwing the ball, people could not stop Kyle Pitts. So I think, you know, the year he had was amazing. There's some great wide receivers, Jamar Chase at LSU, Devontae Smith at Alabama. But if you want to ignite your pass game, you have to at least consider Kyle Pitts the first one off the board. Let's talk about those two wide receivers. In your in your mock, you have Jamar Chase going sixth to the Eagles and Devontae Smith going 12th, 12th to the Lions. Is there that big of a gap yeah. between those two? No, I don't think there is. And I know that seems crazy. People are listening at home or watching like 6 and 12. These are two of the best wide receivers we've seen in college football in quite some time. But remember last year, the run on wide receivers did not start as early as we expected. It didn't start till pick 11. So if we'd sat here March 5th, happy birthday to my mom, by the way, if we'd sat here March 5th and said, uh, those wide receivers are going to go in the teens, we would have thought that was crazy talk. But right now, we're seeing that the NFL devalued the wide receiver a little bit in the top 10. If you don't have a Julio Jones or a Calvin Johnson type player, as great as Jamar Chase is, he's six foot tall. 208 pounds as great as Devonte smith is he's six foot one 175 pounds so players like that there's not a great precedent for them going as early as people might expect so six to the eagles a great landing spot for jamar chase to go work with jalen hurts and then we could see the trickle down effect guys we talked about the quarterbacks if five quarterbacks go in the top 10 and two offensive tackles go in the top 10 Someone has to fall. And like last year, it could be those wide receivers. I'm taking my great comment about you being an excellent scout back since you didn't mention me in that top tier wide receivers that will take it in the top five picks. Just uh, you were a little before my time, Keith, just a little. I no. remember watching Mel talk about you on my couch, man. I love having fun. That's what this show is all about early in the morning. On draft um, on the draftscout.com, you have the Chicago Bears going and drafting a quarterback at eight and Trey Lance. Take us through the scenario of how the Bears can acquire Trey Lance in the draft. You know, I got inspired by Mel. I don't usually do trades in mock drafts, but I, I heard him giving Todd some, some stuff about it. and was like, okay, I got to do it too. So the Chicago Bears right now, they have an asset that a lot of people aren't thinking about. And that's Allen Robinson, the wide receiver who is set to be a free agent. So instead of tagging Allen Robinson and trying to sign him to a long-term deal, he doesn't want to be there. You tag him and trade him. You have an asset. So if you tag Allen Robinson and trade him to the Baltimore Ravens, who own pick 27, now Chicago has pick 20 and pick 27, which gives you the ammo with some future draft picks to get into the top 10, especially if there's that early run on quarterbacks. We might see some teams be willing to move out of that top spot. So it gets messy when you start talking about trades, but the Bears do have assets where if they want to get aggressive, if they want to try to jump, the Denver Broncos, if they want to try to jump the San Francisco 49ers, they can actually do that by using the franchise tag on Allen Robinson and then trading him to a team like a Baltimore who at 27, we all know they need a receiver. They need a big wide receiver at pick 27. No one on the board is going to look like Allen Robinson. So that's, that's a smart move that Ryan Pace can make to try to salvage uh, what he's got going there, Chicago. Yeah, that's a good point because I think draft stock and draft picks are just held like bars of gold and people don't want to part with them. But to Matt's point, if you have a proven commodity, sometimes it's just easier to go with the guy you know is good than draft a guy and hope. And Key has been saying for a while the Ravens do need a legit number one to pair with Hollywood Brown. Matt, thanks for the perspective. We'll obviously have you on as we move closer to the draft, April 29th on ESPN and ESPN Radio. All right, Matt, buddy. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you guys. Doing well. 
That's Matt Miller. I want to mention one other thing on the draft that you may have seen pop into your phone. Our colleague Mike Greenberg is named the host of the NFL Draft on ESPN. The draft mentioned on ESPN. He'll be sitting there with Mel and Mel's radio partner, Dari Noka, Saturday mornings on ESPN. He will be manning the draft on ESPN Radio. So congratulations to Mike. It's a great moment. And uh, I know last year the pandemic essentially had the draft take on even greater heights, right? Because people were starving for sports. But, you know, there you can count on one hand the amount of people that have hosted the NFL draft in the history of it being on television. So Mike is the latest, and congratulations to him. Boomer did it for a really, really, I'm really, saying, Boomer, really, Trey Wingo, and Mike. That's all you pretty wow. much need, yeah. right? Wow. Think about yeah. it. Back and think of. Yeah, that's pretty okay. much it. Exclusive company um, for a great company. Man, man. That thing, that's great stuff for Mike. Congratulations. I to did him. the draft for a couple years. And that thing, boy, woo, you talk about studying. That's wow. mental Monday. I just man, did, that's I mental Monday. I just did the, the day NBA after, draft, that's NBA mental draft during the pandemic, man. It, 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 things are fast moving. You're studying so much tape. How long, how long was the NBA draft? Like, how long? Probably, I mean, two and a half hours. I mean, I know it does, does not compare we to the a, NFL draft. We were in Radio City Music Hall, and we literally could not get up to go to the restroom because it was – at a time where it was just do, 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 do. it was no commercial breaks. Yep. It was the long before they broke it all the way down. Mellon said he hadn't taken like a bathroom break in years. Oh <laughs> god, I just <laughs> work, starving to death, can't eat, can't drink because you got. It was just like, and then like in real time, you're supposed to like really come to a conclusion about, hey, did that team make the right move? Here are the repercussions. What do I think about this kid? You're also talking about young adults, right? So can you be as critical? It, it, it's crazy. It was, it, it, and I know we got to move on, but it was, it was uh, fascinating because I learned a lot about a lot of players, and I could predict. It was so weird because it's so much information. I could predict who was going to have success based on meeting and understanding and following them and really studying them, who would have success and who wouldn't have success. Mm. It was like, yeah, well, we did say he was going to be good, yeah, or he I, wasn't. I remember I said I would take Colin Sexton over Trey Young. The Trey Young's destroying people, but Colin Sexton is paying out to be a pretty. Damn good pro. No doubt about it. So you got two rounds, 60 picks. You got seven rounds, sometimes over 200 picks in the NFL draft. So, again, congratulations to Greeny Manning. Our coverage of, let's be honest, outside of the games, this is the most, you know, popular thing fans look forward to. I watch the draft every year. When I was playing, I watched it. The games, and then right below it is the draft. So congratulations to Greeny. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are talking about the best in football being drafted in the NFL in late April. The best in the NBA are ready to go this weekend, but not without controversy. And it's not what you think. We'll dig into it. This is player versus player. That's after this Sports Center update. Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti. LSU, the football program, an internal investigation had found that former head coach Les Miles had, quote, inappropriate behavior with female student workers in 2013. USA Today unveiled all of this. ESPN looked at some documents. Miles was accused of contacting female students via Facebook and text, meeting with them off campus alone, and kissing at least one of them, though I should mention that Miles has vehemently denied the latter accusation, as you likely know, Les right now is the head coach at the University of Kansas. Les was, key as you know, a Michigan man. Oh, okay. That's a big thing. I, like, I don't want to know anymore. Les was a Michigan man. Michigan defeats Michigan State 69-50 to clinch go, the Big Jay Ten Howard. title. They did a great job under Jawan Howard's second year. 
on the job. Michigan now has a 62% chance to earn a one seed in the tournament. Selection Sunday is Sunday, March 14th, and we'll be covered with bracketology all night long. Did Draymond Green go to Michigan State? Yes, he did. did. Why would he fire up Michigan to play Michigan State? Because that's Draymond Green. Where's your loyalty at, man? Green. What the hell wrong with you? It's been a tough year for Michigan State. They've been battling a lot. I don't care. I'm I... talking about Draymond. We'll talk about Draymond and some of the other NBA superstars here in just a minute. Very interesting developments here uh, last night as we head to the All-Star game. The All-Star game is going to be in Atlanta, and Black History Always is going to be focused on an Atlanta professional team, the Atlanta Dream, the 2020 iteration of the team. You might remember they were publicly opposed to their owner, former U.S. Senator Kelly Leffler, and they opposed her running for Senate or trying to get back into the Senate by wearing T-shirts that said, Vote Warnock, Dr. Reverend Raphael Warnock, her opponent, and Dr. Warnock was able to be victorious in that election in Georgia in the month of January. Since then, Leffler has sold her stake in the Atlanta Dream to, among others, a consortium that includes former Dream Guard Renee Montgomery. Yep. And Sports Center is presented by Progressive. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. My name is Jay Williams, and the most influential woman in my life is my wife, Nikki Bonacorsi. And over the past five or six years, my mother has been going through a ton. She's been in and out of the hospital, kidney transplants, um, diverticulitis, a lot of different things that she's been dealing with. And my wife has held me down every step of the way. Meanwhile, she also gave birth to our first child, Amelia Brooklyn Rose Williams. And she is the love of my life. The way she holds our family down, the way I have to travel, everything that's happened with the pandemic, she's always been that cornerstone for me and strength for our family. So I would like to tell her, I love you more than anything on this planet. I know you're about to give birth to our second child. And once again, you are the light that our family needs. I love you, Nikki, and thank you for holding down our family and holding me down. How about that, Key? Man, come on, man. That's Jay Will, baby. He knows the deal. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. That's why, why we're doing it. Family. Nothing, as, as I always tell the people, you know, I get – People say things to me about, you know, why I go for this team or that team. Blood is sticking in water. All day. All day. It ain't even nothing to think about at all. Well said. Well said. And, of course, Jay, well said there as well. Uh, LeBron said something that was well said, but may not be taken exactly the way (laughs) many people want. So here we go. We got the all-star draft. Team LeBron, Team Durant going back and forth. We got the starters. You know the familiar names. Giannis, Steph, Embiid, Luka, Kawhi, Jokic, Beal, Tatum. The the guys you expect to be. And then round two as they went back and forth, LeBron and Durant, who we might see again in June or July since the season stretches into July, hopefully for seven games in the finals. Then came the reserves and the very two last reserves. So the starters are the starters. The reserves are the reserves. Mm-hmm. Team Durant, final pick of the reserves. Donovan Mitchell, the best player on the NBA's best team record-wise to date. The very last selection overall goes to Team LeBron. LeBron's last pick goes to Donovan Mitchell's teammate, Rudy Gobert, who's played great basketball and two out of the last three years has won the NBA's defensive player of the year award. So why would you slight these two guys on the NBA's breakout team? Well, LeBron explained his rationale 
alongside the fellas on TNT last night. And let's just say, if you're of a certain age, LeBron's explanation is going to make a lot of sense. I just want to say something because there's no slander. There's no slander to the Utah Jazz, but you guys got to understand. You guys got to understand, just like in video games growing up, we never played with Utah. Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton was, we would have never picked those guys in video games. Never. I mean, he ain't lying. You know, I played video games my whole life. I'm not like, hey, let me pick the Utah Jazz. Let me pick Carl Malone, or I want to rock out and be John Stockton. I was always like, I want to be Isaiah Thomas. I want to be Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather be Larry Bird. Like, let me be Larry. Let me play in Boston. Never for once in my mind did I go to Utah. But there, don't get that twisted. That's BS, man, to a degree. The fact that the best team, the two best players in the best team get drafted last, mm. uh, if there's anything that will add to the motivation of the Utah Jazz, especially the way they lost to the 76ers the night before, bad calls by the refs, the fact that people don't respect how good of a team the Utah Jazz are. You talk about the Draymond video that Juwan Howard used to motivate Michigan. Uh, there's a litany of things that are now going to be used to motivate the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I, I, I get I mean, I get what LeBron said. There's no question. That's why they all just fell out laughing because it's true. I mean, it's Utah, man. Nobody ain't feeling Utah like that. And, and I understand, but what does the city have to do with the two players, right? I mean, that's what people like. Well, the two players deserve to be picked, but they was picked at the bottom as reserves, at the bottom. Very easily could have been somebody. If LeBron didn't want to pick somebody else, they could have very easily just said, we're going to pick these two dudes instead. But they picked them. But it goes back. It's just like, this ain't, don't throw your computer at me, Jay Will, no, for no, what no, I'm about no. to say. It's all right. It's just like Duke. We don't really rock with Duke like that. The great Utah players Jazz are like Duke. Yeah, man, great, great winning the whole deal. But when we was young, we was feeling Michigan in the Fab Five. We didn't wasn't feeling no Kristen Baker. I, 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 I felt Georgetown. I felt Georgetown. Georgetown was, was my squad. Georgetown. AI, Victor Pay, all those guys. That, yes. That's the way we looked at it growing up, and that's the same way that LeBron and were looking at the Utah Jazz. It's like. Utah, man, nobody. That's just the way it is. It does make it interesting, though, when people say, you know, where you play doesn't matter. You know how people used to say yeah. that and try to use that argument when it comes to name recognition? It's like almost, I love Portland. Portland's dope place. Yeah. But that's why Dame will never get the recognition. Because it's Portland. Because he's in Portland. Yeah. And as much as fans in Portland try to say, well, that's not really the case. You know, any team, look at what's happening with Zion. Well, Zion's different because Zion's, a sport. I mean, and Dame is Dame is still getting a lot of love because he closes out games at a different but, rep. But, but also, imagine if Dame was in L.A. Imagine if Dame yeah, was in different. New York. Yeah. Imagine if Dame was in Chicago. We'll be talking about Dame every day. And every Z- day. Zion is is the flavor of the month because you're waiting for a, a dunk. And remember, he blew out the shoe, so he comes into the league with some stuff following him. Already built into social already, media. Yeah, already built into the social media. So, you know, if, if, if the Pelicans can win games, then they'll continue to talk about it. Dame them. had 44 last night. He had 44. And it went, I, we're not, we come into our meetings, and we've been around a lot of other meetings in media. You're not going to see media lead with that. Hey, it's like, well, what's happening with LeBron? What's happening with Giannis? What's happening with the All-Star game? Like, all these other things. It's just smaller markets. It, it becomes challenging for them at times. I would just say two things. One, um, 
Portland is a top five fan base, there's no doubt, and it's a small consolation. But if he goes down as the best player in that franchise's history, he'll be beloved to a level that few players can because that fan base is unbelievably on board. Second thing, by the way, circle these two dates. Both of these games are on ESPN. Oh, that's great. Saturday, April 17th, Jazz at Lakers. Oh, we'll be covering that. Monday, just two days later, Jazz at Lakers again. That'll be 10 Eastern on ESPN. So just file away, file away this uh, draft snub for April 17th and 19th. On the way, our NFL insider Dan Graziano earlier this morning said it's doubtful (laughs) the Bears would bring back Mitchell Trubisky this fall. So where do the Bears go? A guy that knows the team as well as anyone is on the way after Jay has this from Indeed. For all my business owners out there, this is for you. Listen up. We're on the same page. When you own a business, you're the owner of everything. You get it. Sales, finance, customer service. Fortunately, Indeed is uniquely qualified to help you really own hiring. Right when you sponsor a job post, Indeed's Instant Match searches through the millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates whose resumes fit your job description immediately. Then you can invite them to apply to your job right away. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the job sites combined, according to Talon Nest. Learn more about Indeed.com slash credit. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, boy. If David Kaplan from ESPN 1000 in Chicago is right that the real answer doesn't exist, you thought it was hot in 2020. Wait till you see what happens in 2021. We're joined by Adam Amin on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, celebrating March deal days with month-long service and savings. Visit GoodyearAutoService.com for offers. It might take the entire segment to reel off all the things Adam's doing right now, but I'll start with the preseason voice of the Bears. Chicago kid, grew up in the Burbs, listening to Len Casper on the ringtone, former legendary announcer for the Chicago Cubs, now with the White Sox. Adam goes from being a guy that listened to those guys to being one of those guys. He's also the play-by-play voice of the Chicago Bulls on TV. And he does baseball for Fox, college basketball for Fox. As soon as he's done, he'll be charting something for his Jeez. next game, so I appreciate him taking five minutes to talk to what us. What a job, Adam. Yeah, man. We're overachievers. That's, that, <laughs> that's what they say about us. We're overachievers. About Adam, us. Huh. Adam is certainly one of those. He joins us this morning. We're having a little fun, Adam. Let's start out with this. The Bears. The city revolves around the Bears. Best and worst case scenario at the quarterback position. We talk about it every morning. Yeah, I think I, first off, great. Thanks for the intro, boys. I appreciate all of you. You guys know that, but uh, good to talk to you. I, I'm I'm with you on best case scenario. Probably is the Russell Wilson scenario because there there is not a a, a perfect long term option. I do think that is correct. You know, between 
trying to figure out contract situation. You're you're saddled contract wise right now and money wise, salary cap wise because of what's what what's happening on the defensive end. The Khalil Mack deal obviously is taking up a lot of space. Robert Quinn's free agent contract last year and what you've done in the secondary. So there's a lot of money tied up in the defensive side of the football. And other than maybe the Russell Wilson option, I don't know if there's a great long-term option. If you could somehow trade for Russell Wilson and then be able to afford the cap space that it would take to sign him long-term, maybe that'd be the best scenario, and I don't know how likely that is. Worst-case scenario, I, I and again, I hate saying it this way because I don't think I, it sounds like a slight against him, but I think re-signing Mitch Trubisky to a long-term deal would probably end up being the worst-case scenario if he hasn't given you the level of productivity that a contract of that caliber, of that of that number, to, to re-sign somebody like that would take. So I think that's probably the worst-case scenario right now, uh, unless you want to throw in Nick Foles as the next option as a long-term deal. There's a lot of options that don't look as appealing, especially when you have a front office and a head coach and Matt Nagy and a, and a GM and Ryan Pace that feel like, could potentially be in in a lame duck season right now. Uh, what what's going to be their scenario a year from now? And I think that's what the worst case scenario is looking like currently for the Bears, who don't have a great long term option. Adam, let me ask you about the Bulls for a second. The guards I love, I love Zach Levine, love Kobe White. I don't know if I'm sure if I love the bigs, Laurie Marketing. You talk about you know Wendell Carter. What do you see this team doing by the trade deadline to make the next step for the Bulls organization? It's a tough thing to battle right now, I think, Jay, because Arturis Karnaschovas, who comes over from Denver, takes over as VP of operations. He spoke to the media the other day when the Bulls played the Nuggets and was basically saying that I don't look at players just as trade commodities. And and there's a lot to try to parse through one sentence, but that's the sentence that kind of stuck out to me from his press conference the other day. And I wonder what does that translate to in terms of staying pat at a trade deadline because you're trying to play for the future? Or does it mean trying to ship off a player like a Thaddeus Young if you can find a trade package for somebody like a Lowry Markinen or a Wendell Carter Jr.? Would you go ahead and take that right now? Carter is still under contract for another year after this season. Markkinen is going to be a restricted free agent after this season. And in the long term, can you keep both of those players? Do you want to keep both of those players as long-term options to build around as part of your core? If you're considering the core to be a Zach Levine, a Kobe White, and then one of those two players, and then maybe trying to keep a player like a Thaddeus Young who's had such a productive season and has a really important relationship, it feels like, with some of the younger players. Is that what you build around? So I don't know if it's a trade deadline move if you're playing for the future, but if you could possibly package one of those players for a lot to come back or a couple of draft picks that you can build off of, then I think that may end up being the move. Or this is a team that just kind of sticks around uh, and stands pat and see what, this year looks like in the second half of the season and then try to reevaluate in the off season and try to make some moves when you're going to have a lot more cap space next year. Remember auto Porter's contract yep. is off the books more than likely next year. It'd be interesting considering the history of injury for Laurie marketing too, if they'll be able to mm-hmm. package him properly. Uh, but Zach Levine is headed to the all-star game. Is he the greatest score that the bulls have seen since MJ? I know Derek Rose is in that conversation, but, is he it? 
And Adam, we got like less than a minute. Great question invoking MJ, but less than a minute if you could squeeze it in. Yeah, no problem. I, I think, you know, numbers-wise, certainly. You know, Derrick Rose didn't put up these types of consistent offensive numbers in, in the scoring category. Obviously, he played a much more true point guard role, a much more true scoring point guard type of role. But I think Zach Levine, with this level of consistency in this era of the NBA, when the three-point shot has to be as sharp as it has been, he has developed every point of his scoring ability. He has elevated that. He's deserving of an all-star nod. I'm glad he got it this year. And now it's it's time to take the next step and see if he can elevate the play of everybody else around him, which he has been efforting to do this season. How about it? When you grow up listening to Joniak and Larravee and Johnny Red Kerr, and then you join that club, that's pretty awesome. Congra- I miss our McDonald's All-American days, Adam. <laughs> I miss those days in Chicago, baby. There's some good. There are some good days, brother. We appreciate you. This is really, really kind of you to invoke all those names. Those are all the very important names in the history of Chicago broadcasting. Come Thanks on, so- man. You earned it. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you in the fall. Calling the NFL too. All right, Adam. Thanks, boys. You got it. That's a great Adam Amin. On the way, the one QB, Dak, and the one thing nobody's talking about him. We will next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.